You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're concluding our summer of 88 retrospective series with the fifth and final installment in the Dirty Harry franchise, The Deadpool. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the podcast, where your host, I'm Brian Elkins, with me tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Howdy. And Mr. Jared Callen. Pleasure to be here, Brian. Wait, what, 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 what voice is that? I'm going to work it out as I go, because I, I, today was my first Dirty Harry movie, and I really like his voice. He seems like he's always struggling to not get your ass. <laughs> <laughs> seems like he got maybe, maybe, maybe a hair of Jack Nicholson in there. I just want to murder everyone around me. <laughs> if you break the law, you're going down. Ooh, police brutality. Even Let me tell you if what. he suspects you're breaking the law. Even if you run away, I'm going to shoot you in the back. And if you try to follow me and protect protect me, I'll kick your nose in. Oh, the 80s were a different time, gentlemen. Man, it was it's brutal. This movie's brutal. Yeah, it is. It, it starts off really shaky camera, like shaky helicopter camera, which doesn't make sense to me because there's scenes later when they have all these like really awesome like ch- chase scenes. Oh yeah, where the camera's yeah. stable, yeah. but the helicopter stuff is like jello, long gum, gum, just shaking, show you the. <laughs> and it's super underexposed. It's like oh, it's grainy super grainy. Shit. Like yeah, and it, and the, a lot of the opening stuff kind of feels like it's shot at a higher frame rate. Uh, but played, I don't know. It, it's it's got some weird feeling. Then it kind of. Well, it's also got that amazing score. <laughs> That's just setting the tone for the time. Jeremy. It does have like a very uh, jazzy lethal weapon kind of vibe to it. We were watching it <laughs> jazz <last> trumpet. Get <laughs> up the saxophone, baby. Yeah, watching it last night, it made me think. Like, man, when the first time I saw this movie, I didn't think anything about the score. <laughs> um, just shows how like times change, man. 
It works yeah. though. Like once you once you get over it and like kind of let this fall into the movie, and the movie starts happening. You know, once you stop questioning everything. Once the titles are over. Yeah. Oh man. Once the once the story starts happening, I didn't really start noticing the score much anymore. No. It, it kind of falls. It's just that into opening it. title sequence that kind of goes, "Whoa!" Yeah. All that world building stuff. We you're just like, went back in time. <laughs> no, guys, I, I, I noticed it. I noticed it in the action scene. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Especially like when Dirty Harry gets on top of the car. There is that music cue there that's really ridiculous. And then when his uh, the what they call it in the movie the the Chinese American partner. All right. Well, when he goes and he does, he's got his kung fu moment. I guess it was good to have our Chinese American uh, partner. Uh, the music goes like uh, you know all Chinese. It does, but it, it, he kicks that dude's ass. And, and, and now, would uh, that be would that be a stereotype? It, it is, but the, but it's not because Dirty Harry doesn't even like point it out. He, he makes he makes a joke. He's like, I guess it is good for the department to have a you know a Chinese American. <laughs> and, and the dude's like standing there, like I just totally kicked this guy's ass, and you killed everybody in that <laughs> building. At least we can ask this guy fucking questions. <laughs> Harry just shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> that would be badass. He just walks over. He's like, Good job. <laughs> the San Francisco Police Department. We don't take prisoners. <laughs> I got one bullet left. He was about to say, he's like, the guy who's doing the... I, I figure it out myself. I, I, I I'm an investigator. God damn it. I'm I was, not done. I was reading San Francisco did not uh, care much for their uh, city being depicted as uh, Harry Callahan's hometown. You know these movies aren't real, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it is like, it's funny that they... I don't know, these Dirty Harry movies, it's the exact opposite image that, you know, San Francisco is known for throughout the United States. Yeah, you're right. There wasn't much gay stuff in it at all. <laughs> I was talking more about the liberal arts and, you know... <laughs> well, maybe that's the reason he's in such a bad mood all the time. Is, is if cool? you take Harry Callahan and put him in that environment, <laughs> I can imagine him shooting a bunch of people. I only kill when they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I just imagine he's always itching to, to just fucking murk somebody. And he just, he, he's got the list in his head. He's like, you strike one. <laughs> is he, all right, so, uh, like, full disclosure, I've never seen any other Dirty Harry movie. Uh, this is my first one. And, um, you know, start with the end. Might go back to, the, you know, make a little sandwich out of it and work our way through. Okay, yeah. But is he, is he this ruthless in the other ones? Is he just like, break the law, you die? I don't ever remember him shooting somebody in the back as they were running away. I think he does. Does he? Yeah, I think so. He's a damn good shot, too. Yeah, I'm thinking about like, just the bank robbery scene in the first Dirty Harry. It's, you know, the real famous scene. Did he fire, you know, six, five or six shots, right. whatever? And, you know, do you feel lucky? Uh, those guys, like, you know, they were all shooting at him. And the, the one guy that he injures, you know, he, he, he lets him live. I don't remember him, like... Just blatantly murdering people? Yeah, I mean, even Scorpio in that movie, like, he lets him off, you know, and he, he can't get him legally, and that's why he's got to go kind of outside the law and actually murder him at the end of that movie. It's, it seems like I remember him shooting somebody in the back and something. I know that's a vague statement, but... <laughs> <clears throat> I, don't, I don't remember him being quite this ruthless. It, it seems mean-spirited, doesn't it? Yeah, he, he's also bulletproof, apparently. Oh, and also everybody that shoots at him is basically a, a stormtrooper because they just like wildly <laughs> shooting uh, machine guns clip after clip. Because they don't have a forty four mag. Well, they do stage things like in really like terrible ways. Like the hero in every action movie always evades the bullets, right? Yeah. But 
Why in God's green earth are you going to put Harry Callahan and his reporter date in a fucking glass elevator where there's nowhere they can escape to and have guys outside shoot them with Uzis? It's like, right. literally, the bad guys are not shooting fish in a barrel. <laughs> but they're acting like they're just, they're just wildly, like, hip, from the hip, just like, and I'm going to fuck with the next clip. You know, and they're shooting up at it. They should wait for the elevator to come down. Well, he get stops it. High level. it. <laughs> well, yeah, he tries to get off on two. He's and I love that because the, the scene is so long. They just like stretch this scene out, and then like it keeps cutting to him like fucking go to two, fucking go to two. That <laughs> that scene reminds me. There's a this is a complete nerd moment, but anybody that's read the book, um, drawing of the three Dark Tower series, there's a gunfight and a gangsters building and the gunslinger who reminds you a lot of dirty harry uh he turns the corner and he sees this guy's got a uh what he calls his rambo rambo gun right and as soon as he starts shooting you know the recoil just moves it to the left (laughs) and he's like just killing everybody around him and it made me think of the guys with the Uzis. Like, <laughs> just like they randomly. have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, they don't because they fumble with the clips and shit. What's What's great though is like we didn't see like all the innocent people that, <laughs> that were like just being murdered. <laughs> that were just waiting for the elevator. Oh, oh yeah, on the other side of the yeah. Just, that's holy shit, and it, it, it must be at the perfect angle, you know, because he, he basically they lay down and he still goes down and has to mark one of them. He like runs down him and he's like, I'm gonna get your ass. And he like, shoots yeah. both of them. Did they, did the only guy that got away was the driver. <laughs> okay, that's right. Clint Eastwood is kind of like a, a whack-a-mole. Like, he just pops <laughs> up. He just shoots people in this movie. It's like the bad guy's, like, shooting him. He's like, I'm going to duck behind cover. And pop up, boom. No, and he's kind of crazy. There, there was a scene where he, like, goes in and he, like, just appears at a table, like like he sneaks in, like oh, they, yeah. they're out. He goes around the back. But okay, so 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 basically, uh, uh, the dude we're having like exposition time with our Chinese American guy. And he's like, you know, my grandfather. We're getting all that like stereotypical like Chinese like stuff uh, background, and then out of just nowhere, <laughs> this guy like busts through a window. Who just so happened to be the accountant <laughs> for the movie that? Right, small world shit, right? Right. Uh, but anyways, I, I I forgot where I was going with that for some reason. Sorry. But what was, what he was snuck around back. Oh, that's so that's right. He sneaks in and like I guess he like tiptoes in and like hides or whatever because it just cuts and he's just like in the fucking scene. He's sitting at a table. Yeah, he's sitting at a table. Came through the kitchen. He's sat like down. Batman, dude. Yeah, he is like Batman in that moment. So he's he's like, he, like super super spy. Oh yeah, he, even at the end he's Batman. He's like I just appeared out of the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where the idea came from. Remember they were floating around the idea of making a rated R Batman movie with him as old Batman? Oh, hey, you know what? I can see it, you know, especially at the end. It's kind a of little car. Very Tim Burton-esque. Does, you know? does this feel like a Dirty Harry movie, or could this be, have been something that was, like, written for somebody else? Because it seems like anybody could go in this role, or is this just how he is? No, this is, I'd say this is the standout from the, the series. Yeah. Okay, so, so this was, you know... The, Kind of revitalizing the character a little bit. Yeah, this one uh, kind of mixed the slasher genre. Yeah, it's kind of with, got some horror aspect to it. Yeah. Especially with, like with following the, the, the serial killer guy around where, you know, you're trying to figure out they never show his face for a while. It's kind of like you're in on yes. it. That's kind of a cool little horror, like kind of old school horror aspect. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of those Jalos because he's wearing the gloves. And he's got the big knife. And yeah. There's. Yeah. There's even moments where, uh, like, you see him and you get the red and blue gels um, and oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. green gels yeah. all over the place. So It, it kind of feels like Murder, She Wrote. 
<laughs> I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, I, 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 my I, night lighting. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. You know, it just it, it kind of feels like a upscale uh, TV movie with a guy getting slammed into a car door when Harry drives over. Oh, I love that how that when that happens, the guy is like totally has time to to move, but he just kind of throws his arms up over his head, like like he's like, oh no! But it's so it's so long. It, I could have gotten out of the way of that car. <laughs> But he's just mesmerized by by Dirty Harry going, gonna run over your ass. <laughs> this is not supposed to be happening. We were supposed to shoot him. <laughs> he's bulletproof. And explosive car proof. Oh, dude. Oh, dude, yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Well, you know. It was, it was a toy car bomb. What are you going to do, man? That know. toy car bomb was badass, though. That 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 whole, like, chase. Are we, are we, are we jumping the gun? We, we, we may be jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah. I will say, you know, um, you're talking about it, it feeling like Murder, She Wrote. I think that does kind of go to the the film's biggest problem for me overall is just the editing in this movie is really shit. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's not paced well at all. Uh, it's very vignette You know, um, there's no cohesion at all through the scenes. It's like, uh, here's Dirty Harry in a mob scene. Oh, and now here's a piece of the story. And now here's another mob scene. And now here's a piece of the story. And it does not really flow I understand what they're trying to do, like, you know, tell the stories with the reporters and the films, and they're, they're having fun with it, and I understand the comedy, but it it just doesn't doesn't gel overall. It has its moments where it, it has sections that are, like, really yeah. tight and really good, but then it has, like, some problem areas as well. Like, it didn't feel like it has singular vision. <laughs> it, yeah. Like, the scenes themselves, you know, they're fine. Like, when you're watching, like, the action scenes with, you know, Harry and the mobster, those are fine. Right. But it's like how they flow from one to the next to the next to the next. It's just... It almost feels like they had two ideas for Dirty Harry movies, told him both of them, and he went, just put them together. <laughs> Slasher Dirty Harry, Gangster Dirty Harry. Do it just back to back. Why can't we do both? <laughs> it's crazy, too. Have you guys ever seen Tightrope? Uh, with Clint Eastwood, it's like that Louisiana um, thriller, serial killer, like uh, no. uh, stalking. I think he's stalking prostitutes. It sounds good though. In uh, New Orleans, um, yeah, it is good, it, it, but it's kind of like a got an R-rated um, kinky sex vibe to mm, it. I like that. But it's, this just seems very, I don't know, watered down in PG TV movie like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to be hard. Because it is fun, though. No, no, it's very fun. Uh, like I, I, there are things in this movie I caught myself with a big old smile on my face. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah this, is, this is fun. This is, this is made up for the last 20 minutes. This is fun. It definitely, <laughs> definitely feels like, of all the Dirty Harry movies, this was the one that was like, we need to make a Dirty Harry movie. <laughs> Wait, we're, we're, we're going to lose this guy eventually, right? We need well, to do let's this. Let's just make one for the fans. Well, I think uh, Clint Eastwood got to do this, or he had to do this, because he got to make Bird, and that was like his solo directorial debut where he didn't star in the movie. Oh, okay. Uh, it's that one with Farce, Farce Whitaker. It's about some jazz player. It. Yeah, I haven't either. I'll do the movie if I can do my other. Yeah. I'll shoot some do people one for you. Do dirty, hairy, and y'all let me make what I want to make. I want to go make yeah. movies nobody watches. And his uh, his stunt double was actually the director, uh, Buddy Van Horn, I believe is the guy's name. And he's the guy that actually like did all the stunts for Clint Eastwood. Yeah, and he looks way younger than he does. Does he really? There, there's a, there's a scene there's a scene where he where he like knocks the dude through the fire, and it's totally not him. And oh it, well, I don't know if that's the director. No, I'm sorry, I was talking about. I'm sorry, I thought you said his stunt guy. No, the director is a stunt guy. What? Yeah, a stunt guy from, well, back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, he's older now because he's been, uh, I think he was his stunt coordinator and 
his stunt double back in the uh, 60s and 70s. Oh, that's cool. So that proves that you can start in any angle of this and end up, you know, possibly directing Clint Eastwood. You know, back in the day, I used to be a stunt driver. Uh, well, I mean, stick with me, kid. You'll learn some things. It's just what happened to the, uh, the John Wick movies. Those, those were made by uh, stunt guys as well. Wasn't Is that, that true? Yeah, wasn't that, that Keanu Reeves' uh, stunt team? I have no idea, but uh, maybe that, that, that explains why they have ex- amazing you know, shit happening in them. It's kind of like stunt porn. Keanu Reeves, headshots everybody. Yeah, man. The, the movie. Fucking uh, goddamn Dirty Harry. I'm going to shoot you in the goddamn chest or head no matter what. Like, with a fucking pistol. And he's like, <laughs> not even looking. He's just like, <laughs> just just murdering motherfuckers. Hey, excuse me. Uh, can you turn around and run? <laughs> I don't want to shoot you in the face. You're getting too easy. <laughs> and why, why is he out there with, like, a revolver and everybody else has got, like, just, like, Some everybody machine has machine guns. Everybody. There, there's, like, and, and, well, they, and they love lining up in shadows, like, holding them. <laughs> the forty-four magnum's a staple, right? That's that's you know that that's his gun. Yeah, it instantly makes sense why in every video game when you get that gun, it just it just kills motherfuckers like you know one shot because that's fucking dirty hairy man. Yeah, <laughs> if I hit you, you're going down. Go ahead and make my day. <clears throat> Cousin of mine has that exact gun. It's not big, not like, it's like the big. same one he had. Right, but, yeah, yeah, but the same make and model, color, and everything. I'd be really surprised if he could shoot it one-handedly, nonchalant. Right. Yeah, it's heavy, and the recoil on it is uh, impressive. I bet she gets in front of the mirror and practices, though. <laughs> Dirty Harry takes in 174 grams of protein per meal. <laughs> yeah, it, it's one of those you want to lock that wrist up real good before you pull the trigger. It looks, looks like he pulls it out of his pants, and he's just like, you know... I, I'm gonna step on the thing. There, there's a scene where he's out on a date and he's finally getting in some good girl, you know. And then uh, <laughs> these two guys come up and he like just like basically like just with one motion just pulls out a gun and like uh, he's like whoa 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 man just what's your autograph? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't his you know his uh, suave dirty hairy self in this one as much as oh is he normally some of like the other ones. you know kind of. Uh, Oh, he always gets the girl. Or there's always like just like some random girl like uh, what is it Magnum Force. The the little uh, Chinese lady is like bringing him groceries. Yeah, in the apartment, and then like the next scene, like his buddy comes in, and there she is in bed. <laughs> That's badass. He's sort of like the James Bond police detective grumpy. Because okay. in this one, he's like famous. You know, like, you know, he's like. Yeah. I, I guess that everything that's happened before it, you know, happened in that city. I guess he would have already been famous for all that other stuff in those other four movies. You know, uh, infamous would be the yeah. Well, you know, Andy Warhol said that uh, everybody's going to be famous for at least fifteen minutes. I didn't know Andy Warhol said that until really? I watched this movie. Well, that's why that exposition was in there. It's like, I know. Oh, by the way, <laughs> look at that. That's why this is important. <laughs> Fuck you, Wikipedia. I have the Deadpool. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, Guys, I know it's kind of early, but are we already ready for trailer time? Roll that trailer. All right. Welcome to the jungle. We'll be back. Come on, you guys, hurry up! You forgot your fortune cookie. What? So you think you know what Dirty Harry's up to? Take another look. No big secret. A dead pool is just a harmless game. Sounds pretty sick to me. 
I'll play his game and make it real. Will the game continue? In the case you don't realize it, Callahan, your name is on this list too. Don't you get it? The whole idea is to pick celebrities who aren't going to make it because they're old, or because they're sick, or because they're on a high-risk profession. Like police work? Nothing personal, huh? Sounds to me like this Deadpool thing is making you a little paranoid, Callahan. Maybe I'll start my own Deadpool and put you on it. You threatening me? You want to play the game? You better know the rules, love. Clint Eastwood is Dirty Harry. He's just learned a new game. The Deadpool. Uh, worst trailer? <laughs> worst? Worst? Dude, that was pretty bad. Like, there weren't even clips of the movie. It was just... It's like, kind of like a music video. It was, it it was, was random it, shots. Yeah, it was it a was music a, video with random VO. It was, yeah. a, it was a shot from every scene in the movie. Yeah. It was, it was really bad. And Guns N' Roses, man. <laughs> Yes. Which apparently it's really weird that this movie makes <laughs> you think that they're you know that Jim Carrey wrote, you know wrote that song. It's really it weird. And the, and then Guns N' Roses is in the movie. Yeah, they are. They're in the funeral scene. Yeah, uh, and they're also the uh, the harpoon. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, what they are. One of the, the scenes movie. they're shooting in the movie. Yeah, yeah. You got the giant harpoon in the movie within that the movie. Right. Yeah. Oh. I wouldn't go worst trailer ever. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I mean, well, worst trailer we've seen on this show. I mean that that was pretty bad. Like you know, even Star Wars, it's like you know that's se- that's seventy seven. It's it's almost forgivable, you know, well, well, this for its is, time this period. This is eighty eight. It's a bad trailer for. I didn't think it was the worst one. You think it's better? You think you think it's uh, it's it's worse than Suspiria? You're talking about a drive-in movie. Well, hold on, we're talking about you said trailers that we've seen. Well, yeah. Well, let's okay. So we're doing summer of '88. So let's think about the like. Yeah, this is way worse than Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That was a great trailer. Beetlejuice. That was uh, that was a way better trailer. Um, even the Blob had a way better trailer. <laughs> Just how it's put together is... Um, it's sloppy. Yeah, kind of like how this movie was yeah, put together. Yeah, there you go. It's why, on standard. Why didn't uh, Joel... Uh, what, what, what's uh, um, Clint Eastwood's normal editor? What's his name? Joel Cox? I don't know. Uh, he's the guy that uh, did like... I mean, he's cut like all of his, his films, but for some reason he did not cut this one. I really wish he did. <laughs> he probably saw the rushes and was like, nah. I'm good. <laughs> Y'all go do that. The movie starts off with this mob subplot. Um, right. I, I, well, I guess you, you think it's going to be the plot of the movie if you don't know. I, well, I guess you're not really because you know it's called the Deadpool. Well, I think it starts off with the dude like writing a list and checking it twice. You know, and, yeah, but you don't really know what that is. No, you don't. I mean, like, oh, no. Hell no, you don't know what it is. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Dude, dude with a ponytail. Dude, dude with the super, super it, it ridiculous. It really does. It is set up like an episode of Murder, She Wrote. I'm telling you. It's like, you know, we're like, you we're the, with that character. You do the dude with the ponytail, yeah. and then you cut to her and her typewriter, Murder, She Wrote. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson as the uh, the asshole director. Yeah. Uh, Just trying to get his vision. Uh, yeah. What was his name? Something Swan. Uh, he had a really Peter obnoxious. Swan or, yeah, yeah, something like yeah, Peter like, Swan. <laughs> what, what was up with that hair? I don't know, man. It's it's in between a ponytail and a rat tail. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a like a like a mullet kind of thing because it's like short on the top, but it kind of it's just long in the back, but it's thicker than a rat tail. I don't know. It's weird. It is weird. He's like he's it's like hard to I'm an auteur, I'm an auteur director. I'm trying to you know I'm I'm trying to bring art to this goddamn genre. That's right, man. He's got to shoot in a refrigerated set because The Exorcist did it. Yeah, with head spinning and all that. It's an homage. That scene was really weird, like because it was like half a dummy, half a person. It was like cutting in and out, like the person in the bed. Yeah, I like the I like their lighting though. Yeah, totally. Very 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 uh, jalo stylized. I, I thought that was cool. Jim Carrey. I, I like that they called out Jim Carrey's uh, terrible lip sync. 
Oh yeah, totally. It's weird. It's like he's totally Jim Carrey there too. Like all of his like signature he is really things. Jim Carrey there. Yeah, he's like I he, thought he, he did was a very, good job playing a junkie. No, he did. He did. He did. Actually, I, I liked him in the role, but it's just really weird that you see all that shit he had already kind of established this this stuff that he does with his eyebrows and right. crazy facial expressions. But he does get dark with it. You're right. Like when he's like starts using and he actually does turn in a uh, dramatic performance. He does, and he plays dead really well. He's got his dead look. <laughs> He knows how to turn it off in his eyes. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. He practiced that. Yeah, that or was a dummy. No, it's him. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if they could afford... Well, no, they, they could afford a dummy. They had like a budget of like $31 million for this movie. Oh, that's a lot of money back then. Right? Well, they had to blow up a bunch of cars. They did. There was a lot of shit. There's a lot of fantastical shit in this movie. Like, ridiculous shit. Like a harpoon? <laughs> but it's, it's not... That was like over the top funny. But I was like, wow... And I like how he doesn't, he, he never like really hesitates. <laughs> he just kind of, you know, there's no, there's really no thinking about it. If I'm going to pull out a massive harpoon gun, I'm going to nail your ass to the wall. And then I'm just going to walk away. Like, like it doesn't even fucking matter. I'm just going to walk. You know, like, every, no cops are like, you could have read him as right. He's just he's, like walking right through look, and grabbing the blonde. Bad, he's fucking dead. <laughs> well, the cops are pulling up. They're like, oh, this is, you know, this is the fifth time we've done this. We, we hear the cheesy music playing, guys. Ugh. It actually, you know, I know we jump with the gun, but that last scene, it's like this, it jumps back into shaky helicopter and it's flying away and it gets so high that you can see the top of this tower and you can see the massive HMI light lighting the scene. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of cool. Breaking the fourth wall. Well, kind of. Or, or it just also it looks like it just may be this weird, random moonlight looking light, uh, like at that pier, you know? Well, it yeah. was, a, you know, it was a movie set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The movie inside the movie. Let's, let's just talk about the, the plot here. The Deadpool is the um, uh, list of names where um, people a, are guessing who gets bumped off. It's a game. It's a pool. Like, you know, yes. it's, it's like it's like a betting thing. And it's kind of like, you know, they, they, they set this up. Well, you, you know, uh, our uh, Asian, you know, Chinese American, uh, you know, <laughs> obligatory character there is also Captain Exposition because he explains a lot of things in the movie. You know, celebrities die in threes, you know. And he's like, yeah, they have to set that up. And of course, you know, that's what the whole like Deadpool is about, you know, because it's a list of celebrities. Six celebrities you think will die in the next year. Right. Which is really weird because the guy, uh, Liam Neeson's character is not really from there, right? He's just there shooting a movie, right? Right. Yeah, he's got some kind of well. Then why? Accent. Then why are all of his his celebrities, except for the guy he brought with him, like local celebrities? Isn't that weird? Because you know he moved, he's shooting in San Francisco. He cast in that town. I know, but why? Like, if 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 I if I was to make a list of of the top like five celebrities that I think might die in the next year, I don't know if it would be just local celebrities. We would have to like say local celebrities. Oh yeah, no, it was a San Francisco Deadpool. Oh, it, it, it was based. Yeah. It okay. Was, I, yeah. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah. It was, that's why they. That's why uh, Harry Callahan was on the list. And they had to do the whole gangster thing so he would be a celebrity. Yeah. Right? And he'd have a high chance uh, or be a high risk of um, getting right. killed. <laughs> I like the dude's typewriter, though. Like, oh, dude, that, no. The typewriter's awesome. It's classy. Yeah. Uh, in a murder, murder she wrote kind of way. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I, I thought that's where he was going. <laughs> I mean, he was totally setting that one up. Was, he, it, was, he was a, it was a softball lobbed up. <laughs> Well, I was I was waiting for somebody to do the murder she wrote theme. I was, I was like, thinking of it, but I, I can only think is. of bum 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 bum, which is not right. That's Law and Order. I don't know. I, 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 every time I try to think of it, I think of the Sanford and Son theme song. So 
Well, what, what, were, we, what were we talking about, man? <laughs> Bro, we're I talking mean, we, about we this movie a... called The Deadpool. And yeah. if you bring it up in, in, in like random conversation, people are like, oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about the one that just came out, Deadpool 2? No, the one no, with Clint no, Eastwood. No, what, Clint wait, Eastwood Clint played Eastwood Deadpool? Deadpool? Yeah, what the fuck? No, I was like, yeah, it's the Deadpool of the 80s. Yeah, this is a movie where you definitely have to put in the year when you Google. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, it is. Um, I don't wear no red suit. I'm just running your kicking ass. <laughs> I just... Uh, I got a good quip, though. So this was the first time you saw it. When was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, I don't... Uh, you know, it was one of those, like, ABC movie of the week. It was, it was just... I, oh, man, man. I, so you saw, like, the watered-down version of it? Yeah. How much watered-down do you... <laughs> I mean, like, you maybe miss a couple of headshots. And right. Bullet wounds, but that, you know, that's about it. I probably saw it in 89, 90 when it oh, came wow. out on VHS. Oh, really? My dad was a huge Harry, Dirty Harry fan, so he was excited. Yeah, I don't know if I knew Dirty Harry at this point. I remember watching it with him because I remember the Hotel Satan thing being like, that's weird. That doesn't fit into Dirty Harry. Is Dirty and, Harry Make My Day? Is that? Yeah, that's the impact. Make My Day. Make My Day. Oh, is like a punk or whatever? What's the line? What's his uh, big line? Go ahead and make my day. Yeah, he's a punk. Uh, well, I think it's just go ahead and make my day. The punk line is the um, the big speech from part one where yeah. he's like, have I shot five or six? This is a forty four Magnum, most powerful handgun in the world, can blow your head clean off your shoulders. Now you have to ask yourself a question. If I fired five or six shots, do you feel lucky? Punk? Oh, that's right. Do you feel lucky? Well, do you? Punk. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I got to watch that one. And then, I mean, I remember watching it again when I kind of went through, uh, I'm going to watch all the Dirty Harry movies. And even still, like last night when I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember this movie. <laughs> I know I've seen it, but... Well, how does it rank in your list of... Oh, it's not... The, it's the worst. Dirty so it is the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone would... I can't imagine anybody putting this... Really? Anything outside of the worst. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's just... Yeah. It's the weakest I, in- entry. Last night, I was trying to like say, hey, it can't be the worst. And I listed all four other Dirty Harry movies. I'm like, I mean, those are better. And Brian was like, that's the rest of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, okay. But that does bode well for the series, though, because if it's the worst, and I didn't think it was a terrible movie, because it's way better than that Friday the 13th movie we watched. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you know, it's about like just bad sequels to something that had taken it in a weird direction. Like, uh, it totally was watchable. And there was some really fun shit in it, like some stuff that, like I said, put a big smile on my face. Like the, like the fucking RC car scene is like one of the most outlandish, ridiculous things I've ever seen. Like to, to think that this person can drive a car and also has a fucking amazing <laughs> like high speed RC car and be able to drive that as well. This motherfucker's a goddamn genius. Yeah, the, yeah, you can tell the writers of this never used a little remote control. You cannot car. try, dude. You would you not be able. Can't make them. Not, not to mention he's also got like two knobs, and he's driving it on the dashboard like over away from him. Yeah, like, so he's a hundred miles an hour. And he's keeping up with him. I don't know how he, it would not be possible. The most unbelievable thing in this film. <laughs> That's one of the most unbelievable things in the film, and I just love how like it's it's so ridiculous. But everybody's thought about that. And like it's kind of like a I, that was like a stone thing that someone's like, oh, dude, what if we what, what's really big right now? Well, you know these RC cars are really selling. You know, we badass if we'd had a fucking car chase with that, like Dirty Harry style. To me, it seems like something that would have fit into like um, James the Bond late. <laughs> The late Batman series, after it kind of started getting goofy, oh yeah, it's got a yeah, little camp to it. Like have Joker going, 
<laughs> he's got the little remote control Batmobile yeah. oh, chasing yeah. down Batman. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. George Clooney's like, are we away? Come on. I can totally see that fitting in Schumacher's universe. But I, I just love how like they set that up because you know he, he's he's a detective, so he goes over and they they set up that this really weird scene where uh, the guy like leaves his house and like gets into his car and like pulls out into the street and sits there for a really long time when the, and the little like car rolls up underneath it and blows him up. You know, but and then they come to the crime scene, and then Dirty Harry, like Harry, walks over and he's like, "Oh, what's this? He's totally <laughs> contaminate this crime yeah, he's scene. Like, he's gonna pick this up." He's like, "Well, he's like," and his partner Exposition comes over. He's like, "Hey, what's that?" And he's like, "I don't know. It looks like something off of a toy." Like, <laughs> and what does he do with it? <laughs> he just he like just throws it back down. He throws it down. He's like, ah. and like you know, wipes his hands no off. No reason to bag this he's evidence. Like, ah, this isn't important. <laughs> <laughs> But he instantly, he's like, and later on, like the, well, the car rolls underneath him and, and exposition goes, wait, what is that? And he's like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> well, he's disappointed when he gets to the crime scene. There's nobody there to shoot. So he's like, I'll just contaminate the scene. God damn it. I don't have time for police work. I gotta pull out my gun. <laughs> <laughs> my blood is boiling. <laughs> I need a release. You give me more expedition, I'm shooting you. <laughs> Oh my god! Or then you get that like random scene where the guy's gonna catch himself on fire. That was weird. And like, and like he, yeah. he, he he confesses to being the guy, right? Right. And so they they show up, which is really weird because they show up. You know, uh, they they disguise uh, uh, Harry as the cameraman. Well, he gets the idea because the guy said he's only going to talk to a news reporter that he recognizes, and he's right. he's sleeping with the news reporter, so he knows he's got some leverage. Right. That's right. But but it's the really weird. Interest. But if the guy already knows about the case, wouldn't you think that he would recognize Harry because he's kind of like a famous person in that city? Well, he's got Dude, a he's, hat on. I know he put a hat on. That's what I'm saying. He, he's got a cat and a camera. He's got the uh, camera, you know, and the I light. Know, that, that's, he he does turn the light it's on. It's a triple threat, dude. That's you almost a Clark Kent cover right there, bro. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> dude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about the whole um, commentary on uh, journalism in this film. It's just, it, that seems very shoehorned. I don't know, man. The- she, you know, she, she showed her true, you know, she had to show her true, like, you know, honor. That's the only way he could really, like, really love her because, and not really want to kill her. <laughs> because, you know, because he, he could find anything wrong to be wrong to be able to shoot your ass. He's like, oh, I can actually love this one. Welcome to my next ex-wife. Well, <laughs> it is Dirty Harry. I'm not sure there's much love there. He, he, there's always a love interest. There's always time. Maybe for love. two or three. <laughs> well, yeah, but but because uh, you know he he disrespects her uh, her ideals, he's uh, he won't go to bed with her. So, but he eventually yeah. did. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, well, she had to come around. Yeah, she's too fine. She's eighties hot, y'all. She was, wasn't she? I like that reveal uh, when it, when they show her the first time. They start low and they like pan up her. You know, they tilt up to her face. It's definitely Eastwood hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, I can hit that. Patricia Clarkson. Patricia. I, I remember her from. Uh, she plays uh, uh, Kevin Costner's wife in the in, in the Untouchables. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's that's where I know her from. I thought she was good in this. I, I give her. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, good. yeah, very, very good. Yeah, I liked I thought her. all the actors did a good. Yeah, job. Yeah, they did. It just I don't know. It just seemed like it was one of those movies that like the studio is. Let's make some money. Put out a Dirty Harry movie. Y'all got right. it. Don't worry about trying to make it great. Right. Like even like the set for like the like the police 
office headquarters or whatever. Right. It's really cheap looking. It's got really bad, like, bright front side lighting. The rest, I mean, like, outside stuff looks good, but, like, for some reason, that that, that little precinct thing is terrible. Like, I can I can just hear a producer going, all right, we're going to make a Dirty Harry movie. We've got Guns N' Roses. They're, we're going to be able to use their music, so tie that in. It's and, so weird. Yeah. They, they should have just used Axel as the guy and killed him in it or something. It's so weird to, to have Jim Carrey write that song but still have the band in there. Yeah, I wonder why they didn't do that. I guess it's really weird, but I, I like seeing young Jim yeah. Carrey like that, like establishing his character. Like he, he's, it's it's very cool. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Axl Rose did uh, didn't make the the cut in uh, acting quality, or maybe he didn't want to play a junkie. Maybe he was really doing the heroin. <laughs> maybe he was already too much of a junkie, too close to home. He's like, oof, I'm too good for this. I'll take your money though. You know, we we touched on the, the 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 robbery thing, but do you guys really just think that that was coincidence with the um, the second person getting killed on the list? I, yeah, it just seemed like it was just kind of happenstance. That was just random because the killers were. I mean, they were just robbing the restaurant, okay. and it just so happened that Harry was there. It's just a, it's just a random and out of out of left field. Well, that's you know you know that uh, that city is really dangerous. Apparently, at least in that part of the city, every five years, man. Or however long it is, and they make another Dirty Harry movie. Yeah, I think, uh, I think it was just supposed to be like a random robbery. That guy got killed, and Harry could see the list in his pocket. What would you guys think of the uh, the mob wrap-up? No, that was hilarious. <laughs> where, where Dirty Harry goes and oh, go, him. Goes, goes to the jail cell? Yeah. It meets That's the so badass, there. dude. Yeah. That's really good. I, I love that. Gives the guy a pack of, uh, a whole carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, to say, like, this movie has some really great scenes, like some really cool, like, in, like you know, it's it's just, like that scene, you know, it, he goes in and he's just a badass, you know, T- takes down a mob boss, which is really weird, because you would think that a mob boss would be like, I could just send my dudes to get you anytime, you know? Well, he'd been sending dudes to get him. Right. Yeah, the whole movie. <laughs> I know, I'm just, you know. He'd been killing them. <laughs> And then he sends dudes to protect him. I, mean, I love that. I, lo- I love that he's, he's like, no, 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 man, it's not a hit. It's not a hit. And they're beating their ass. Like, we're, we're, I know, we we're, were laughing. bodyguards. After the movie. Oh, yeah, where the gangster <laughs> hires, <laughs> hires people to watch out It just for shows him. he was so scared. He was like, oh, my God, hey, you make sure this motherfucker never dies. Aren't they the shittiest bodyguards ever, though? He's threatened through the rest of the movie. Like, right. He's running from a guy with a gun, and they never show up again. You know, this, it is weird they just disappeared. They, 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 they should, he should have brought, brought them back in some capacity. Yeah, I thought... And it like, had them, had them killed or... Like, it seemed like it would have been a good buildup to have, like, these certain people that are following him, and he doesn't shoot them. There, there's a lot like, of they're stuff constantly like that. getting away, right. and then somehow you find out, like, they help him in the end, and he gets to shoot the guy, and yeah. then you find out, oh, we were your bodyguards. That's an infinitely better story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. I mean, th- there's a lot of, like, little, like, loose ends characters and stuff that we meet along the way that they could have, like, tied back in and made, like, a better, like, story. It's it, the it just, vignette it, structure. It man. just feels like, oh, we're go. All right, here's our next thing. It's, it feels like episodic TV stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's, yeah. It really is. With all the, you got to have the lines. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of mediocre one liners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have kids? <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> Good for them. I did like the uh, opinion and asshole uh, line. Oh, he's like he's like uh, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. <laughs> that was good. Although, what was the the trademark uh, line in this one? 
uh, you know, like uh, last one it was uh, go ahead and make my day, and this one it was like uh, you're shit out of luck. Well, you sh- you shit out of luck. <laughs> that was so weak. He 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 says a lot of one liners in this one. But I mean, the, you know, that was the one you could tell that they were because this is the one they did the callback for. When, when he slips in and sits down at the table, he says one there. It's kind of like he like he, that's when yeah, that's the first time he says you're shit out of luck. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you're shit out of luck, and then he does <laughs> it again at the end. <laughs> it's just like he's got to run. He, he's like always on the quip. You know, he's got it. He's almost got them. That kind of guy. But ben, Benson, even when we were watching it, like you even pointed out, like the the one liner he has, like after that, like that's the better one liner. Like after he harpoons the bad guy, what's he say? Uh, something like you know, like hang around or stick around. Right, yeah, some stick around. Uh, no, no, the guy says, where, "Where's he's, he's uh, where so so? He's hanging back. He's there. hanging out he, back he's there. Hanging out back <laughs> there. <laughs> as, he's, as he's walking away, I just love that. Like he, he just like I'm done. Walk off in the sunset with this girl. Can yeah. you imagine being his boss? Like, like fuck, man, dude, you can't just walk off after you kill people. I mean, yeah, you have got to stay around and fill out the paperwork. <laughs> I'm going home. I do how they like they call out the uh, his partner though. Like he's like get a um, bulletproof vest. There we go. That's the word yeah, I was looking for. Must be the weakest bulletproof vest because he's like bleeding out from it. Like that bulletproof and like what, whatever the shrapnel from like the car exploding. Which is really weird. That only if, if you're, explodes on the passenger it, side. And only explodes on the front, which is really weird because if the, if the toy car was underneath you and you tried to drive forward, it would have blown up the back of the car, but it blew up the front of the car. I thought he drove backwards. Did he, did he go backwards? Maybe I just said he went backwards. Okay, that brain. makes more sense. Cause no, I, no, no, he went forward. I, I thought he went, he went forward. Yeah, now was, that I'm like replaying, I'm like, did I just reverse yeah, that to make the it's, movie it's make sense? It's weird. It's only weird. It's weird that it blows up the front of the car. Yeah, because he backs into that one alley and then yeah. he backs out again yeah. and then tries to go toward it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of weird. And he's got, like, apparently, he has a force field around him or something where it makes, you know, bullets and that kind of shit bounce. And he exercises a lot. I can run a lot and not sweat. Like every scene, that, that's true. <laughs> every scene they have together, where they're like not police working, they're in the gym, they're running, right. and, and you know, and and, and fuck him for uh, for being so thin and old and being able to run like that. Because and also he he can apparently wear um, <laughs> like uh, sweatpants and not tie the string and they don't fall down. Did you notice that? And he kind of like just motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry, that, that that's a fat guy, like, you know, getting angry at an old fit person. Yeah. Okay, yeah, well, this, <laughs> when this came out, uh, Clint Eastwood got, you know, the typical shit like, oh, you're too fucking old to do Dirty Harry. I'm going to be like Tom Cruise and this motherfucker, and I'm going to run everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just I know what Clint Eastwood looks like now, but he doesn't look that old. Maybe it's just because he looks older now. Should they do, like, okay, like Harry's in his retirement home or whatever, and then something bad happens, and <laughs> he's like, God damn it. <laughs> he's, in, he's, he's in his wheelchair. <laughs> he's got that gun in his lap. He's like, come here, motherfucker. Every, every man gets his day. <laughs> he's just always... <laughs> I just, I mean, I've always I've imagined Grand, 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 Grand Torino was the... Uh, that was his retirement movie. That was the retirement movie. For Get off year. my lawn, you zipperhead. <laughs> that would be a, a really good end to that character, too. Yeah. yeah. If, he, if he just had the gun. Yeah, that's true. Because he's got like a shotgun in that movie. Yeah. He? yeah. Well, you that's know. a good movie. That is a good movie. That was a really good movie. <laughs> I, uh, most of Clint Eastwood... Are, are you guys uh, fans of Clint Eastwood? I mean, I like most of his films. There's, yeah, most of them. Yeah, there's very few I dislike. A couple of the more recent ones I've thought were a little slow, like, um, was the one about the FBI guy? Uh, I don't know. Ah, oh, man, it had, um, DiCaprio, I think. 
Oh, Hoover. Uh, Hoover. J. Edgar. Yeah. You're talking about the head of the FBI. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yes. I didn't see that. Is that good? Mm, well, I guess. slow. <laughs> now I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, it, like, it. It's got parts that are really interesting, and then it just sort of fizzles out. I remember thinking the, the makeup looked good from the trailer. Oh, it looks great. I remember the perfor- uh, DiCaprio looked pretty good from the trailer. Is he good in the movie? Yeah, he's great. He's a good actor. It's just... It's slow. Slow. Like yeah. the begin- it's, really, it's really good at the beginning, and then once it gets kind of political toward the middle and end, it's like, oh, okay. He's an old-school filmmaker, man. He's, he's from the time where shit could be slow. It's yeah. about the story. Well, some of, some of it's good, though. Like yeah, sit uh, there and watch my goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> I like a slow burns like Mystic River. You know, that's, that's a oh, good... Oh, that's a really oh, that's good a one. great movie. Yeah, right? Yeah. But then you get that... Uh, what's the Angelino, uh, Jolie one... Um, the Changeling? Changeling. Yeah, that is. Oh, man, it starts really good. Like, uh, the the idea and the premise of it, but, man, oh, super slow. You know, same so, same thing with yeah. Hoover. And, and Flags of Our Fathers, that stuff, is, it's it's kind of drug out, slow. Man, that is, that's extremely uneven. Yeah, and well, and, the, and there's two two films. Oh, Actually, yeah, like, the, at, the, for, the for second one. The second one. Letters uh, to Iwo Jima. Japanese one. Oh, yeah. two, yeah. Yeah. Or is it Letters from Iwo Jima? I think it's let, letters, to, letters to Iwo Anyways, it was, it was cool to get like two sides of it. You know, that, that's a cool thing. What's it say? God damn it. Motherfuckers God. made so much. God damn it. I can't even. Letters move. from Urajima. Letters from Iwo Jima. Yeah, there you go. I can't say that. Iwo Jima? Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. Iwo Jima. The only I heard reason. he's going to act again. Oh, really? Is he going to come back as Dirty Harry? Mm-hmm. We should petition for that. That'd be awesome. Let's do hashtag. Harry, yes. Or would it be Harry six? Hashtag Harry six. Yeah, it would be six. Let's get that hashtag going, guys. Hashtag Harry six. That sounds like Harry Harry sex. What? Okay, yeah. This actually sounds pretty cool. It's called the Mule. Is the uh, Clint Eastwood's directing it? It's got Michael Pena, Bradley Cooper, a ninety-year-old. <laughs> That's about right. World War II veteran is caught transporting three million dollars worth of cocaine. I've got a lot of blow through, Mich- uh, through Michigan for a drug cartel. <laughs> awesome! I would totally watch that. I got the best shit in town. <laughs> see, I think it'd be cool to see like a ninety-year-old Harry Callahan. Oh man, yeah. shotgun in one he's hand, like, a du- duffel bag of cocaine. And he's all you like, "You gonna try me?" He's all unhappy because now he's like police captain or lieutenant or something. You got me pushing paper. I'm going to be pushing blow. (laughs) You think I've gone dirty now? Oh, my. You can make a bunch of jokes about, like, cell phones. It's like, I ain't using your damn cell phone. I got to sell something for you. He didn't send people to sell. He didn't send people into cells. He sends them to hell. That should have been the tagline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't stop his, I'll shoot regardless his, his enemies don't go to jail They go to hell <laughs> oh, This movie is really weird Watching mo- in modern times dude, With everything that's it's going like, on I in the mean world. you know like wow he just, just, There's just instant justice It's just like he doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> It's like <laughs> It's like, it like watching Judge Dredd. Only <laughs> <laughs> well, supposed to be a cop. <laughs> you gotta do the time. You now, like in the, the six, in the seventies, the Dirty Harry movies had these like underlining themes, and the kind of you know the plot kind of got a little thick. Yeah. 
But then you end up, you know, with action movies like Rambo and Commando and the big 80s action movies. <laughs> yes. This feels like it suffered from we need to make a Harry Callahan action movie. Yeah, yeah. With a little horror aspect to it, which is kind of cool. It's kind of, yeah. It's well, see, it's, it's such a cool idea to, like, let's make a slasher movie, mix it with a Dirty Harry movie. Like, if you've seen the original Dirty Harry, you would say, oh, that's an awesome idea. So now I'm going to be confused going back, like, well, this isn't like the other one. It's like they had the idea, and then no, nobody bothered to flush it out. <laughs> it's like, hey, we got an idea. All right, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. But when the, when the movie shines, it shines. There's some really good stuff. Oh, I like, yeah, I like yeah. the movie. I mean, dude, the highlight for me is the, the toy car chase. It's so fucking gnarly. And, like, dude, it, it even, like, one point it does, like, a wheelie. And, it, and like, it does, it, yeah. like, pops the wheels and, and it's running. I was like, that is the best toy car in the world. I bet they sold a million of those. I, know, I really, I, I, I really get a kick out of you. Forgot your your uh, what's it the co- fortune cookie? Oh yeah, and he's like you, you got your you fortune cookie. Your fortune cookie, like I like that. Your shit out of luck. It says your shit out of luck. I hate like, how he brings his gun out though in that fucking scene because he like brings it out from under the table in super fucking slow mo. Like, Here, I got this giant gun, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the guy, the guy that's like. <laughs> The robber is already looking at him like he's just like a bug-eyed freak. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, old man? <laughs> well, it's hilarious, too. He just stands there and looks at him. Well, it's hilarious. He sees the guy get shot out the window. His partner's fixing to go in the front. And he's running around the back super excited. He's fixing to shoot some people. <laughs> like, he has no plan of capturing these people alive. Dude, I'm telling you. He's on that instant rage. He's like, oh, here it goes. Here it goes. <laughs> Oh, we need man. we need to do a spinoff thing where he he back at home he he goes and prays to this thing <laughs> that gives him power that he's like invincible and can kill with one shot and for every every kill he like regens some type of power and you know he has to fight that urge so he's kind of it's kind of on the Dexter spectrum where you know I'm doing good by killing these bad people but with his thing it's just that main law if you break the law you die. <laughs> <laughs> Judge Jury and Executioner. Do you know how fast you were going? <laughs> I thought I was going fit. <laughs> Sinner. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> you take a really dark version of Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. No ticket. <laughs> no ticket. <laughs> Uh, I think we're at the end of this podcast, gentlemen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think we need to do ratings. Yeah, let's rate this bitch. I always have to go first. Y'all go first. All right. Uh, I'm uh, I'm gonna give this a four. You're gonna give it a four? Uh, four point five. Ooh, peer pressure. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Um, it's it's definitely below a five because you have to think five is like that would be mediocre as mediocre gets. Like it's just neutral. Uh, this is a little bit below for me. Um, the uneven pace kills the overall just feel of the movie, man. Yeah, and it's really hard to remember. Like, just it like, is a really hard movie to remember, right? Like the things you remember are the things that Clint Eastwood does, but the plot wise, like, yeah, it's hard to remember. The I plot. think that's a good point. And, and Clint Eastwood, like, because I can pick out scenes, but right, like, thinking you, of the overall arcing <laughs> arc, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, well, you think about it, like, Clint Eastwood always works, like, as an icon in all these Dirty Harry movies. Right. But he's always given, like, really badass, like, awesome things to do in all those other sequels. And in this one, it's like, he's running away from, like, mob hitmen and kind of solving a crime and running away from a toy car once. And that's it. And shooting. 
He's shooting a lot of people. Yeah. It's a kill. So, I mean, he doesn't really, I mean, they just don't give him a lot of those icon, iconic scenes. I mean, because, you know, the character never changes. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't go through any growth ever throughout any of the films. I mean, but that's what, you know, Clint Eastwood's known for. The man with the no name is what made him famous. Right. So. I'm one note, but I'll kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably go five. Because, I mean, I like the movie. Like, I mean, I enjoy watching it, but it's not, it's it's the worst Dirty Harry movie, and it's not one that you want to. You don't want to end the series on this note. No, right. <laughs> That's why, like, you guys. I'm telling you, we need to do our version. We need to bring it back. <laughs> I think it loses a point. It's probably the reason the my point. it's probably the reason my brain is like, nope, Gran Torino is really dirty Harry retire. <laughs> I think that I think it's just like you, you bargaining with yourself. I'm gonna give it a, a five point five because I, I I liked it. Uh I I had some re- really enjoyable moments. I thought it was really fun at times. It didn't overstay its welcome. It wasn't too long. No, which was kinda nice. Uh movies of that era tend to dr- drag on. And on and on and on. Um, but through its faults, it, it does shine in some ways. And I like the character. I can't wait to see more of it, especially if it's better. And I got a new voice. <laughs> got nowhere else to go but up, Jared. In this got, series. I got to kill more people. <laughs> I just want to see, like, uh, hopefully the other ones have a higher body count because I'm, I'm really jonesing for... Oh, dude, the Enforcer. <laughs> I think he... It would, how many people does he kill in the Enforcer? It's I think he only like, killed like 11 in this one. Dude, it's like a small army, because it's like a hippie uh, uh, revolution yeah. uh, army he takes out that... With, only, Magnum, only with his Magnum? In is Magnum he like, Force, he takes out like half the police department. Yeah. <laughs> he has to like reload a thousand times and God damn it, hold on. Oh, no, he gets a bazooka in that one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they rob an army a surplus truck. And sudden impact. Sudden impact's the one where he gets the female partner, right? Uh, well, she's not a partner. She's a. That's the one where the girl gets raped, and she's she's going back, um, getting revenge on all the guys that raped her and her sister. Yeah, because I forget what happens. Like something happens to her sister. They don't kill her, but like she has some kind of brain damage or something. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen that one. We don't stand for rape. And then it's like Clint Eastwood's kind of torn in that one. Like Dirty Harry's like, oh, you know, like I kind of agree with what this woman's doing, and but he, I know she's the one killing these people. He lets her go at the end, doesn't he? Yeah. Thanks for ruining it. Spoilers, everybody. <laughs> it's 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 an we're old in movie. spoilers section, Jerry. <laughs> Not guess, for the other movies, though. No, no, no. Fuck it. Yeah, I guess we'll we can cut that. Little no, bit. don't fuck it. Brian, don't you cut that? <laughs> I think he was talking about spoiler for himself. I was talking. Yeah, yeah. Fuck everybody else. Like you know, it, it really. There's the rule. If it's like well, over, you if saw it, the fifth one. It, I know. If it's over twenty years, like old. I mean, come on, man. You can't be like you know. No, I think you'll really like the other Dirty Harry movies. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, I, I don't know what I was expecting. Especially the first three. Like, the first three are really good. Dirty right. Harry, Magnum Force, The Enforcer. Those, right. are, those are thumbs up movies. I was yeah. expecting this to uh, to be a little bit of a slog, which is kind of the way I felt with, uh, uh, what was it, Scanners, which I missed. Uh, I, I, uh, that one was kind of hard to watch. So I was kind of expecting that this one was going to be hard to watch, but I actually enjoyed this. Oh, you thought you thought you thought Scanners was was slow? I thought Scanners was really weird, man. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed that podcast because I had a lot of shit to say about that movie. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> missed it too, huh? Oh, dude, I uh, I ended up getting a shoot the next day, and mm. and like that last minute call, like, hey, you need to be up at six eight. Well, they first they tell me I need to be there at seven. They said, well, can you be there at six? And there was no way I was gonna be able to do this and no. do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Who gets up that early? I'll do. So, yeah, there's a big difference between that time you got to, like, wake up between 6 and 7. Golly. Yeah, that is for sure. The film industry is full of people who like to sleep in, but for some reason we always have to fucking wake up early. Yeah, I know. It's it's a bunch of people who are like, you know, we we like to do what we like for our job, but we still got to get up at fucking 5 a.m. Let's schedule it this early. Yeah. I remember we were shooting on Girl in Woods, and Brian and I drove. I mean, we drove all night to set. Right. And we literally pull into set at six o'clock in the morning. Call time is seven, and I'm like, "Why are we here an hour early?" I just need to stay up, I guess. <laughs> well, he's saying when he's saying like drive all night, he literally means drive all night. Yeah, oh, like God. we left Memphis. Like what? Eleven? Eleven o'clock? Or was it midnight? Oh, yeah, golly, something like that. Man. Yeah. So the day before, and yeah, yeah, and we drove all night to set just in time to get there to start shooting. That's when you drink about four or five of those three-hour energy drinks and go. I took an hour nap. Yeah, they got really pissed at me because I didn't wake him up. They did wake me up. I swear to God, you know, like you haven't been asleep in a while. You get startled real quick. And right. it's like, oh, my God, the world's ending. What happened? Well, especially oh, okay. when it's only been a little bit of time. And yeah. You you actually have gone into sleep. And then you're like, you get that, like, disorienting. Like, where the ha- where am I? What's happening? You we know? Got, we got yes. the first thing shot. And I was like, well, let's go check. He's like, I missed the first shot. And he's like, why are you waking me up? What? What's going on? I'm I'd like, be mad dude, too. dude, you needed sleep. Chill out. Wait, no, it was not that calm. It was because, like, uh, there was something missing on the tripod. <laughs> What was missing on the tripod? The uh, camera? No, was, I think it was a screw. There was some screw that was missing. There was something going on. Yeah. Really? It just it just fell out and was on the ground. Oh, man. Those things are tiny, too. Yeah. So, yeah. They, they, they found it, like, I don't know, three minutes after I came outside. We had all kinds of nightmares. Like, one day, all the batteries wouldn't work. We had too hot or cold? Knoxville they, yeah, it got too batteries. high. They all got overheated. Got to keep them in the shade. We had- no, they were. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's hot. Well, okay. One of uh, one pack was, but you know the sun moves shadows. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing about the sun. Damn it, it's always moving. We, had to, we were shooting in Gatlinburg, and we had to go all the way to Knoxville to get batteries. Fuck me. We're trying to run the camera off of like DC changers for <laughs> car batteries. Jesus and, Christ! Something's got to work. Then the next day, it rains all day, and I just like put up a tent, go out and act in the rain. <laughs> we got to shoot this movie. Yeah, I mean, well, that's it looked great. Do. Some of the best looking stuff in the movie. It's got that good the rain light. Mm-hmm. That's right. All the rain in Girl and Woods is real. Uh, all right, guys, I think we're 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 done here. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right, guys. I'll take it. <laughs> no, go ahead, Jared. We're gonna finish it out. I'll put it at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm what? good. All right. All right, guys. So you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You guys want to get in touch with us? You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Movie Crew Pod. You can send us an email to the Movie Crew at gmail.com. That's the Movie Crew. Crew spelled C R E W E, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. And guys, please give us a rating on iTunes and Stitcher. We surely appreciate that. Jared, where can our listeners follow you? Good, sir. You can find me on the interwebs, on Instagram at CheckTheGate, and on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. I want to throw a shout-out to all the decent names are gone. Gave me a really nice comment on my Instagram. Reach out. Also, remember to go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, 
and we will probably send you a T-shirt. I'm sorry to get those T-shirts, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let them build up a little bit, and then we'll reach out and get everybody's names. We've got to get a logo, guys. Benson, where can our listeners follow you? At J. J. Edward Benson on both Twitter and Instagram. He's really easy. All right, guys. I think we're going to have to close out the show. Uh, I guess we should probably do Guns N' Roses here. Welcome to the jungle. Do some of the cool-ass score. You think we should do some of the cool-ass yeah, score? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck that song. I'm sick of that song. All right. I'm going to get some slag for that, but, like, yeah. All right, so I guess we're going to play track number one, titled San Francisco Night from the Deadpool soundtrack. This is composed by Lilo Schifrin. This is the composer from the Mission Impossible theme, the TV show now, and uh, Enter the Dragon. He did nice. music for that. Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> 